G'day everybody, welcome to this week's episode of This Week in Crypto. My name is Craig Cobb from TraderCobb.com and we teach you how to trade. We have a free course called Become a Trader and if you haven't learned about how to read charts, you're going to not know where the likely places for the bottom of this market are or at least places where you can dollar cost average with a bit of smarts. I suggest you go ahead and enroll now because it's absolutely free. I'm very proud of it. And what have you got to lose? Nothing. So, what's going on this week in crypto? Oh, jeez. Well, we broke $20,000 for the first part on Bitcoin. Ethereum went down through $1,000. And if you've been following what I've been doing on the YouTube, zzz, 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 if you don't know where I am on YouTube, just search Trader Cobb. Um, you'll have seen me talk about the breakdown of 30. You'll have seen me break 30,000 on Bitcoin. The 1700 or I think it's like 1730. Anyway, 1700 region on Ethereum. What I thought would occur from those points. And you don't have to take my word for it. But what happened? What I was calling it at the time happened. I want to say calling it makes it sound like I'm trying to tell you I was right. I was right. No, it's not about that. It's just about being a flow with the market. And I very much am in flow at the moment. And now we've gone down through a thousand on Ethereum and twenty thousand on Bitcoin. Where to next? Well, let's have a look at what's been driving the price at the moment. I'm going to come across now to CNBC. What you need to know about staked ether, the token at the center of crypto's liquidity crisis. You, <laughs> yeah, it's the old ST ETH. Freaking what? ST standing for staked. ETH standing for Ethereum. I don't know why the rabbit is. If you're listening to the podcast version, <laughs> it won't make much sense then. Uh, so yeah, we've, we've seen a lot of um, talk, obviously around Celsius and whatnot, but also this staked ETH. Uh, a lot of being money being staked in ETH uh, for ETH 2.0. It allows them to test and this testing has been occurring on, what, what do they call it? The Brave? No, no not Brave. They called it... Um, they've called it something. Uh, I'll, I'll, it'll, it'll come in, oh, Beacon Chain. There you go, Beacon Chain. Anyway, I'm going to read from the article here. It's a CNBC article. Um, Staked Ether, or ST ETH, is a token that's supposed to be worth the same as Ether. But for the past few weeks, it has been trading at a widening discount to the second biggest cryptocurrency, fanning the flames of liquidity crisis in the crypto market. On Friday, STETH fell as low as 0.92 on Ethereum, employing an 8% discount on ETH, and of course that sent shock waves through the market. Why? Well, one of the reasons why is that we're just off the back of the UST fiasco. That's right. Yes, UST decoupling as a stablecoin from a stablecoin. Uh, and of course, the run on Luna and the run on that stable coin was catastrophic and it wiped out literally billions of people's wealth. Very sad story, but it's very fresh in our minds. So the second that we have an unpegging once again of our staked ETH to our original ETH or the only Ethereum, uh, of course, that sent shockwaves running through the market and rightly so too. You know, there are events that occur that happen that where it, there's not much sense in being, you know, scared or worried. Like, for example, the market falling. I have had so many text messages, oh, this week from mates. Oh, what should I do? Should I sell? Should I sell? It's like, dude, <laughs> we talked about this. I said, if you're going to invest in crypto, look at a three to five year plan. I said, you know, 
That's the way it goes. Unless you're doing what I'm doing, where I'm active in the market all the time, unless you're committed to doing what I do and what my clients do, then just buy and hold for a long period of time. And of course, I'll help you to do that. So the volatility shouldn't be a concern when we have a de-pegging from the stable Ethereum to the actual Ethereum price when it's meant to be a one-to-one -one conversion. That does call for a little bit of concern, especially as I, as I repeat myself, the UST fiasco debacle carnage uh, that we have recently had. Now, from there on, we go into the article that says, what is ST ETH? Each ST ETH token represents a unit of Ether that has been staked or deposited in what is called the beacon chain. Reading furthermore, staking is a practice where investors lock up their tokens for a period of time to contribute to the security of a crypto network. In return, they receive rewards in the form of interest-like yields. The mechanism behind this is known as proof of stake. It's different from proof of work or mining. So what they're saying there is proof of stake is that you stake, you get access to a product for that, or there is proof of work, which is what Bitcoin is on, and that is essentially mining. Ethereum as well is also on proof of work. It is a mined token for this time being, which requires lots of computing power and energy. I am no longer in the concerned category of the power usage in any mining of any crypto anywhere in the world. Why? Well, because... Two things. The world's climate changes. It always has. Now, I'm not, I'm certainly not, by the way, that, that is not me saying, oh, we're not contributing to global warming at all. Of course we are. I mean, all you've got to do is go to China uh, in the springtime or summertime and you will see the smog or even LA, anywhere really. A still day on a hot, humid day, you will see the pollution that we cause to this planet. Now, whether or not that has catastrophic effect, effects on our, uh, on our planet, which scientists all seem to agree upon. Who am I to, you know, go against that, right? Um, it's just not very bloody nice. <laughs> it's just pretty stinky and shitty and yuck and horrible. And it's not good down in your lungs. It's not good for us. So I'm all for, you know, greening up things. But in the same respect, the crypto mining and the crypto space is developing technologies around, uh, you know, uh, reusable energy, renewable energy, sorry, at a great rate of knots. So I'm not concerned about it in any way, shape, or form. So every time I see an article or something coming out about how Bitcoin is, well, there's so much energy being consumed. Yeah, right, I don't drive a car then, brother. Get off the internet, brother. Shut your damn trap, brother. <laughs> don't care. We've got things more important to do. And that also brings me back, back full circle to, actually, no, I'll, I'll come to Twitter later when we go to Elon Musk because I'm sick to death of hearing about him. But anyway, ha <laughs> On to Celsius. Let's keep moving. So Celsius is more than 400 million. By the way, I'm reading from the article here. Celsius has more than $400 million in STETH deposits, according to data from DeFi, DeFi analytics site Apeboard. Apeboard. <laughs> okay. The, so, so trusted, a, 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 like, you know, we've got to trust this data, this this understanding of the DeFi analytics site ApeBoard. <laughs> oh, we're a wacky bunch of freaks, aren't we? The fear now is that Celsius will have to sell its STETH, resulting in hefty losses and putting more downward pressure on the token. 
Understandable. But that's easier said than done. ST ETH holders won't be able to redeem their tokens for Ether until 6 to 12 months after an event known as the merge, which will complete Ethereum's transition from proof of work to proof of stake. So they're going to be hanging on for quite some time. Now, as I drop down further into this article for which I am doing right now, I will say this. There has been a lot of uh, FUD, a lot of real stuff too, you know. Um, what's it called? That, uh, that, that uh, Three Arrows Capital. This is what we're going to touch on now. It seems to be in a pretty shitty spot. Let's read about this right now. Another company with exposure to STE is Three Arrows Capital, the crypto hedge fund which is rumoured to be in financial trouble. Public blockchain records show that 3AC has been actively selling its STETH holdings and 3AC co-founder Zhu Su has previously said his firm is considering asset sales and a rescue by another firm to avoid collapse. Okay, so here we have in the early stages of this paragraph saying it is rumoured to be in financial trouble. By the time we get to the end of the article or the end of the paragraph, it suggests that they are in financial trouble. Why? Because they are selling down their assets and looking for a fire sale to other firms to bail them out. Good journalism is hard to come by, CNBC. <laughs> you literally just rumoured financial trouble that they tell you. <laughs> Considering asset sales and a rescue, rescue. If you're in trouble, do you get rescued? Yeah. If you're just, you know, looking to go from A to B, do you get rescued or do you just get a lift? It's all the language you see, CNBC. The rumours are not rumours any longer because he said it. There you have it. I understand journalism. I hope you do too. Go get it. In crypto, there is no central bank, Shia said. Now, Shia is, is somebody who was involved in 3AC, from my understanding. Uh, things will just have to play out. And look, I'm going to read this again because this is extraordinarily important. And the re yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll touch more on this. In crypto, there is no central bank, Shia said. Things will just have to play out and it will continue to weigh on crypto asset prices, compounding the negative impact from the macro backdrop. Here's the best thing about that little paragraph. In crypto, there is no central bank full stop. That's not the best bit. Here's the best bit. Here is what the definition of a free market is. Things will just have to play out. That is a free market. There is no bailouts. Luna wasn't bailed out. Ethereum is not being bailed out. All the tokens that are going to zero or, or going having a really hard time, they're not being bailed out. If they are being bailed out, they're being bailed out by private investors, private money, bigger firms. Not, I repeat, not the taxpayer. Because in a free market, you've got the freedom to kill the pig or to have the pig kill you. And it's your level of understanding expertise, knowledge. That is how you sink or swim. You see, in these days, right now, in our financial system, in the current fiat system, where we do have central banks, where we do have governments that print trillions of dollars, it's about inflating prices and creating debt. That is the way our financial system works today. It is a debt-based market. This market is a true free market. When shit happens, what's to say? 
things will just have to play out. Just like in any other part of life aside from financial parts. You know, if you're out there surfing and, you know, it, it's 10 foot and you get smoked, you can't just put your hand up and go, central bank, central bank, come and save me instantly. Poof, you're fine. You got to, you just got to go with it. You got to go with it, roll the punches. If you're out at sea fishing, you, you know, you know, you're 65 nautical miles out to sea and you're in a 20 foot boat and all of a sudden a big southerly whips up. You just got to go with it. You got to roll the punches. Because ain't nobody going to be there to save you instantly. Sure, we've got mechanisms to help us, but we have to do it ourselves. And that is what I love. It's a free society. Anyway, I think what crypto is doing is bloody fantastic. I think what others are doing is, uh, is really causing a lot of panic with things like Celsius and Three Arrows Capital. These are certainly things that are painful for a lot of people, but this is part of a free market. You've got to let things live and you've got to let things die. Think about COVID, for example. And again, I'm, I'm not having an opinion on, on, on too much here. What I am saying is that old people die. Uh, immune, um, people that are in, comp in compromise, they die too. It's sad. It's horrible. It's life. You know, if you were born 60 years ago with one leg, you were going to have a shit time. If you were born 10,000 years ago with one leg, you'd probably be eaten by your parents. We've become so soft, so sheltered. Good times create weak people. Weak people create bad times. The bad times may not be too far away, given how much of the stuff that we're fighting about in different parts of the world that doesn't matter. It's crazy. It's absolutely freaking crazy. So this is why I saw, or I, you'll often hear me tweet. You won't hear me tweet, but you'll see me tweet about things and go, this, this is all bullshit. You guys don't, you know, why, why, are, we, why are we doing this? You know, what, what, what's going on here? This doesn't mean anything. Twitter and social media doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. Use it as a tool for you. Be selfish on, that pro, on those platforms. Selfish for information. Not selfish in the sense that you're there to put people down, upset them, throw shit out there. Use them to empower you. And again, not from a, oh, I, I stand behind my keyboard, I'm so strong and tough, I'll say it all to his, to, his, you know, to his Twitter, but when I see him in person, I won't say peep. I'd rather you come up to me and try to punch me in the face than do it on Twitter. Be more fun that way. <laughs> so yeah let's avoid the noise and understand where we are we are in a free market you're responsible for yourself i'm responsible for myself my choice is to bring you information to help to guide to be there and nurture you if that's what you want it's not to be a prick it's to tell the truth and that's what i will always do on to the next article here, El Salvador. We're hearing a lot about El Salvador at the moment, and generally it's the people that want to be right. Hmm. Uh, because don't forget, Bitcoin bears, people that say Bitcoin is going to zero, are never really right because it never goes to zero. But I tell you what, they are having their freaking time in the sunshine right now, are they not? Bitcoin falling makes all these people very, very happy. My seat just dropped down, I don't know why. Bitcoin falling makes these people happy. These people are sick. Because if you're finding joy in other people's pain, you got something wrong with you. Anyway, El Salvador, Cointelegraph. El Salvador president addresses bear market concerns with Bitcoin hopium. Reading from the article, El Salvador introduced Bitcoin as legal tender on September 7, 2021, when its market price was around $50,000.
excuse me, ever since Bukele's government made significant returns on their initial BTC investments as Bitcoin rallied to its all-time high of $69,000, which was redirected to the country's various infrastructure development initiatives. Okay, reading furthermore. In his tweet, Bukele advised fellow investors to stop looking at the graph and enjoy life. He reassured investors about an inevitable comeback, stating that if you invested in Bitcoin, your investment is safe and its value will immensely grow after the bear market. Patience is the key. Now, as much as I love his optimism, <clears throat> I do. <laughs> I just think for a... Is he a president? Is it president? El Salvador president? 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 Yeah, president. For a president to be basically saying, it's all going to be fine. And look, I... I I'm in that camp. I really am. But you don't know the future, brother. I don't know it either. It could go to nothing. Very unlikely. Probability-wise, very, very low. That's a big statement for him to make. But I suppose in El Salvador, it's a different way of doing business. I will say that he goes further on. As the world keeps track of El Salvador's Bitcoin economy, Alejandro Zelaya, the Minister of Finance of El Salvador, dismissed allegations about the country losing over $40 million. For a start, $40 million for a country, even a little one like El Salvador, is very, very, very little. Bank that. I quote, I have said it repeatedly. I suppose loss of $40 million has not occurred because we have not sold the coins. And whilst many are naysayers will say, of course, yes, you can't make a loss till you sell your coins, all that sort of thing, it's true. You don't make your loss until you get out. And this is why I suggest that if you've weathered this much of the storm, it might be a pretty good idea to just weather a bit more. In response to a journalist's question about El Salvador's reaction to Bitcoin's sharp dip, Zelaya responded by saying that there is a clear criticism of Bitcoin as such, not of El Salvador's strategy. Ah, what an absolute slap down that is. Let me read that again. So a journalist has come out and questioned El Salvador's reaction, uh, sorry, El Salvador because of the sharp Bitcoin decline. The response given here by Zelaya is, there is a clear criticism of Bitcoin as such, not of El Salvador's strategy. That's a freaking mic drop right there. Well done to Zelaya. 1-0. You win. On to Bitcoin.com, the website. Elon Musk hits Twitter, uh, hints Twitter will integrate crypto payments if his takeover bid is successful. And here we have another one of these silly, silly celebrity, blah, 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 all over the media, lazy journalist things. Remember the Johnny Depp and Amber, whatever her name is, trial? I, I, I remember it. I didn't read a damn word on it, but it was bombarded everywhere. Why? Because people's lives are so pathetic, they need to find interest and, 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 you know, and whatnot in other people's lives. Your life wouldn't be so pathetic if you actually did something with yours. Stop listening to all the bullshit out there. Elon Musk buying Twitter. Yes, it's because it's Elon Musk. But it should be done behind closed doors. I'm sick of this stuff. It doesn't mean anything. And here I am talking about it. So what does that make me? It makes me a hypocrite. I'll take that on the nose. 
Uh, Tesla CEO Elon Musk has suggested integrating crypto payments into Twitter. My goal would be to maximize the usefulness of the service, he told Twitter's employees in his first all-hands meeting with the team. So, of course, the reason this is in the article is because, sorry, in my news piece is because it is positive towards crypto. It is Elon Musk and Twitter, two of the most, I mean, this is the thing. It's a hotly debated, like, I hate the news. There you go. I don't like it. My job is to decipher pieces, or my team's job is to decipher pieces of content that are going to help you to, and for me to get a picture of things to help you guys see what's going forward. Now, I don't like spending much time reading the news, learning about the news. I don't do that. I think it's a complete waste, utter waste of time. Um, my job is to do the best I can with my goals. That's it. Real quite simple. Of course, these little pieces of information do come out to be handy from time to time, especially when you want to feel that little, oh, oh, I'm warm and fuzzy inside. I feel better about things now. So hopefully that does this for you. Reading from the article, the Tesla boss began by stating that money is essentially a form of information, adding that it is fundamentally digital. He added, I think it would make sense to integrate payments into Twitter so that it's easy to send money back and forth and fiat currency as well as crypto. Essentially, whatever someone would like to find useful. Oh my goodness. Somebody is suggesting that we can do what we want. No wonder he's getting so much shit thrown at him. <laughs> he's saying, I don't care if you use fiat or crypto, it's up to you. It's your choice. It's your money. It's your world. Do what you want. Uh, to that, I do applaud. I really do applaud a lot of the stuff that Elon does. Um, yeah, he does some good stuff. He, he, he's, a, he's definitely a, a mad genius, though. Uh, transparency, trust, and free speech is the next heading here in this article on Bitcoin.com. Musk further explained to Twitter's employees, I think it's extremely important that there be... Uh, sorry, that, that there be transparency. So that's why I'm an advocate of having the algorithm be open source so that people can, can critique it, improve it, identify bugs and potentially, sorry, bugs, potentially, or bias. Nothing that transparency, sorry, noting that transparency obviously increases trust, the SpaceX boss emphasized. Now, as us in crypto, we understand open source probably more than most people have heard that word. I'll, I'll conclude this article with this. I think that trust is extremely important. And then just the usefulness of the system, getting rid of sort of troll farms and bots and spam is incredibly important. And that's why there's a bit of a hold going on or a halt uh, on the takeover bid. I think there's been some movement lately, but uh, bottom line is this, uh, there seems to be a bit of a slowdown because of all the fake accounts. So Elon doesn't want to be, you know, basing his valuation based on a following count. An account, sorry, not a following, a, a, a registered user basis because a lot of it's just smoke and mirrors. Sports fans, we go across now to decrypt. Sports fans twice as likely to buy Bitcoin, Ethereum, and NFTs. A survey of 1,500 US adults shows 57% of households with an avid sports fan have owned digital assets compared with 24% without one. That's because people that like sport are real people. <laughs> and people that like rugby union and fishing are the best people. <laughs> and people that like the Reds are the best, 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 best people that don't win very much and cry 
every Thursday, Friday or Saturday when there's a game on. <laughs> Actually, there's no games on Thursday. But we're talking about sports fans here twice as likely to own crypto. Now, I'm going to read from this article here. New York Rangers fan David Arenz had never bought an NFT, but when he learned his favorite hockey team was releasing a set of digital tokens to commemorate the retirement of legendary goalie Henrik Lundqvist, he thought it could be a unique addition to his collection of jerseys, pucks, and other sports memorabilia. Now, here's the interesting thing about this. So first of all, it's it's the market, right? We know NFTs are, you know, board apes, the things that we speculate on, or I, I personally haven't yet, but people do speculate on NFTs to try and build their wealth, their portfolios, yada, yada, all that. I understand it to a certain extent. It is certainly not a market that I have spent an awful lot of time in. That being said, what we, what we need to understand is that, that sports fans do buy memorabilia. That's why if you've ever watched the cricket over the summertime, you'll see all sorts of things, you know, being sold. Or not just cricket, but I, I, that's the first thing I think of is like a memorabilia bat. There'll be 999 made and here it is, 2000 bucks, that sort of thing. NFTs fall into the same sort of category as that. But it just ha you don't require framing. You don't require stories. You don't require bats. You don't require signatures. You need a digital piece of bloody art and boof, out there to the world it goes. Now, second to that is just the sort of person that's collecting it. Of course, as a sports fan, I read from the article again. This is directly quoted from David Arenz. I've ne I'll never trade it or anything. Like, it's mine. And I'm going to keep it, Arenz told Decrypt. To me, it's more of a sentimental thing. So there you have it. When it comes to the sports memorabilia side of things, people just want to buy it known. The same as when they buy a jersey that is that is uh, one of their favourite players with a signature. They are buying it not for personal gain, not for personal gain in a financial sense, but personal gain from a, a, a perspective of this is a piece of history for my team that I will never be giving up and I hope one day that my offspring, sons, daughters, nieces, nephews, whatever, will carry this tradition through. It is a sentimental thing tied to the heart, not a bank account. And that's where NFTs could possibly mould and morph into next. And I'm all for it too. Reading further from the article, although we are in the early innings of crypto... Oh, I love it. Oh, I love that. That is... Geez, crypto writers can be so lazy sometimes and so oblivious to some per perfect puns. Uh, this is great. Although we are in the early innings, we're talking about baseball, which also has an innings for those that don't know. Uh, although we are in the early innings of crypto and NFT ownership, sports fans have shown a real proclivity for engagement in these markets, said Daniel Ledick, a Seton, uh, sorry, a Seton Hall marketing professor and poll methodologist. Let me read that again. A Seton Hall marketing professor... I didn't know there was such a thing. I'm learning. <laughs> and poll methodologist. A poll methodologist. <laughs> wow. They are some titles I've never seen before. Good on you, Daniel Ladick. On you, mate. Well done. You're teaching me stuff every single day. Thank you very much for your time. Beyond mere TV advertising, major crypto companies have also poured money into sponsorships. Crypto.com paid an estimated $700 million, $700 million for the naming rights to what has been, sorry, had been known as the Staples Center in Los Angeles. Side note, my daughter stood in a staple last night and it went into her heel all the way. 25 minutes of screaming, crying and lack of trust resulted in many tears until I pulled that staple out. 
there you have it. $700 million for the name. They haven't said for how long that naming rights. I think it was like, I, I, look, it might have been 20 years rings a bell. But I tell you what, that's uh, that's an awful lot of money, especially when they pulled away their uh, their rewards program on crypto.com and the token tanked. I hope they have. Well, there hasn't been any real talk of uh, liquidity issues or, or insolvency. Maybe that's the next one. The next rumor to float around. It didn't come from me. I'm not pushing that. Further on, when we talk about Seton Hall, the bloke, uh, or sorry, the place where this uh, this genius bloke, who's the professor of um, <laughs> marketing and gra um, and, and poll methodologist, Seton Hall's polling found that overall people who had traded or owned cryptocurrencies and NFTs mostly were 18 to 34 years old, 42% of respondents, right? Compared with 50, sorry, with people 55 or older, just 7%. The survey also found that men, 47%, were more likely than women, 14%, to have owned or traded cryptocurrencies or NFTs. Now, I'm going to break these numbers down a little bit further. 18 to 34 is the future of our world. I am not 34, I am 38. We are the next generation. My parents, well, not my parents, because they own Bitcoin, because I made them. Uh, well, I gifted it to them, I should say. So I suppose I forced them to own Bitcoin. Um, one of the things that we've got here is the older generation like the older generation stuff because they get older and they can't be bothered. Oh, look, I get that. I'm 38. New things come out. I'm like, I can't be bothered with that. I'm good where I am. I'm happy to stay in my lane. This is my lane clearly marked and I'm going to swim down that one. I'm cool with that. No problem. But we've got to look to, if we're looking for growth in our portfolios and ourselves, we've got to look to the future. Where is the future? The future is the young people. What are the young people doing? They're using dating apps. They're playing video games. They're still watching sport, but they're buying NFTs. They're trading cryptocurrencies. They're using their phone to pay for everything, which opens up apps, applications for which they can spend whatever money they choose to hold. The world is changing 55 plus people. You can't do anything about it. This is part of what we're seeing in the statistics here from this particular poll. On top of this, don't forget this was a sporting person's poll. Therefore, within this survey, it says 47% of men were more likely than 14% of women to have owned or traded cryptocurrencies or NFTs. I would suggest as well that uh, a large number of... I mean, I know some absolute freak female sporting fans. Don't get me wrong. I know a bunch of them. Well, a couple but I know a shit ton more males. So yes, when it comes to sport, in many cases, especially considering we're talking ice hockey here, uh, which was a, you know the beginning of this article, doesn't surprise me there's more men involved. And also we see it you know inside of the space itself, a lot more men involved. Come on, ladies, come in. Make it better. Make it fair. Give us some empathy. Show some love. Bring it to the space. We got you. We want you. We love you. We respect you. Come, 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 come. Next article, the final one, Yahoo Finance. I trusted them with my savings. Crypto investors scramble after accounts frozen. And in this article, I don't have much in it, but I've got a very big valid point to make. I'm going to read for a little bit right here. Months ago, Sydney, Australia-based Hamish Tipini took out two loans with Celsius Network, buying a new home above his pre-approval rate. He staunchly supported the crypto lenders' motto, unbank yourself and use his crypto holdings as collateral instead of selling it for cash. But when the value of crypto started plummeting a week ago, the collateral Tiffany put up for the loan rapidly dwindled and he received a margin call. He needed to add more collateral. Before he could, Celsius froze Tiffany's account, making it impossible to meet the margin call in time. The company liquidated 0.59 of one Bitcoin, value, uh, a value of $11,800 by today's rate. 
He now faces another margin call that would wipe out another $13,000 in Bitcoin. But with his account still frozen, he's up against the same dilemma. I tried to reach them for days. You can't remove someone's ability to resolve a situation and then punish them for not resolving it, the 46-year-old carpenter told Yahoo Finance. I trusted them with my savings and it's unfair. The reason I read all of that first chunk of this article is because I believe it is very, very important. This gentleman has, I mean, he's a 46-year-old carpenter. He doesn't want to have to keep working forever. Let me tell you, it's hard work being a chippy. It's hard work doing anything on the tools. But the older you get, the longer you've had that tool belt hanging around your waist, the more your back hurts, typically lower back. Your body starts to ache. You don't want to be doing it forever. He was looking for a way out probably. He's in crypto. He's doing his thing. Now he's been shafted, fisted even, by Celsius. And this is what's going to be the knock-on effect of what's going on there with Celsius is what else is going to come out and what sort of legal cases have we got. Fast forward further down the article and we get ourselves to another very important point. The first point being, if it ain't your keys, it ain't your crypto. Second point, a note here. Uh, all, I'm going to read from the article. Almost every crypto uh, YouTube crypto-related channel was recommending Celsius and that's why I thought it was safe. I'll read on. He told Yahoo Finance, adding that he had more confidence in Celsius for being a US-based company. It's really hard and depressing situation, he said. Absolutely it is. But here's the thing. I'll read it again. Almost every YouTube crypto-related channel was recommending Celsius, and that's why I thought it was safe. Ladies and gentlemen, just because somebody has a number of followers doesn't make them an expert in something. I have bugger all followers. I am actually an expert in trading. I've been doing it for over, 18, or 17, over 17 years. Just because you're popular doesn't make you smart. Just because you're popular doesn't mean that you should follow someone's advice. Stop giving credit to people for the amount of followers they have and start listening and learning for yourself. Because it shits me to tears. It pains me. Oh, they've got lots of followers, so they must know something. No. Believe it or not, you can buy followers. Just please. Just because somebody who on, who's on YouTube or a number of people that are on YouTube say something doesn't make it safe or right. And sadly... People will have to learn this the hard way and then they won't learn. They'll make the same mistakes. Why? Because they are not interested in learning and educating themselves. They want to swing off the rafters of somebody else's hard work. But then when they get it wrong because these people have been hard work building a community, not understanding markets, <laughs> they get the shits. I'm a trader or an investor who's come across into this space to do what he does. I'm not a YouTuber. Uh, yes, I've got a YouTube channel. Uh, I'm not a podcaster. Yes, I've got a podcast. I'm not a Twitter person. Uh, yes, I've got a Twitter. I'm a seasoned investor and trader who is trying to get his name out there. Most people in this, well, not, I shouldn't say most people, a number of the biggest in this space are very good at understanding the algorithms of these certain social media platforms. Therefore, they blow up really big and they talk about the hottest topic in the world at the, at the particular moment, which is crypto, and that's how they make their bucks. Don't get it twisted. It is what it is. 
I'll read one more section. Sorry, section. I'm from I'm from New Zealand, Nebru. One more section of this uh, this article. But as the value of crypto assets diminished over the last two weeks, Bitcoin down 29% for the month. Armstrong began, and this is talking about BitBoy crypto, Ben Armstrong. Armstrong began threatening the company, this is Celsius, uh, and its founder, the CEO, Alex Machinsky, which I, I interviewed on the, uh, on the podcast back in, oh, geez, like before Celsius was set up, over social media with a class action lawsuit. According to Armstrong, currently two to three million dollars of BitBoy Crypto's own money is stuck on the platform. That sucks. Okay, that sucks. Anyone whose money is stuck on the platform, it sucks for them. But here's the bit. Here's the bit I want you to prick your ears up on and understand. This is from Ben, BitBoy Crypto. And I'm not, by the way, I am not suggesting that he's done anything wrong, that he is wrong. Uh, I've spoken to him. He seems like a nice enough guy. I know nothing about the fellow. I've got no issue, no beef, no problem, nothing. But I am going to use this as an example for you to keep yourself safe, all right? And I read a quote from him. I'm already considering that money gone. This is about standing up for all the people who watched my channel and trusted Celsius. They're not going to be able to absorb a loss like I can, Armstrong said, noting he has discussed possible scenarios with his lawyers. This is about holding those people accountable for what they've done. So here you have... Somebody who has, who is literally, if I scroll up back to what this carpenter said, uh, everybody's saying that, you know, Celsius, almost every YouTube crypto-related channel was recommending Celsius, and that's why I thought it was safe. Now you've got one of the biggest crypto YouTubers saying, I'm already considering that money gone. I'm standing up for the people that watch my channel, i.e. took my advice, potentially reading between the lines. I don't know. I don't know. If he's put two to three million dollars in, I suggest he probably would have suggested his followers do the same. Now he's saying, I'm going to be the champion. I'm going to save you. Well, and he probably put them in the shit in the first place. Again, no beef with Ben, no problem, no issue, no nothing. What I'm suggesting here is that you need to understand your game, your play. Stop listening to people for the sake of being lazy. Get up. Get knowledgeable. Empower yourself. <laughs> Because no one's going to do it for you. And guess what happens when things turn to shit? Guess who picks up the pieces for you? You. They don't. It's up to you. I'll conclude on that. It's been a bit of a brutal one this week. There's been a lot of stuff in here that I've really sort of hit home hard with. And it's been a very long news segment because it has to be for me right now. A lot of this stuff is starting to frustrate me. It's frustrating me because I'm seeing people all ruffled up. Well, they don't need to be. I'm ruffled up not because of the financial situation that I'm in. Mine's fine. I'm ruffled up because people are still refusing to be accountable to their own actions. And I want that for you. Have a fantastic week. That is this week in crypto. I'll speak to you all again very soon. Be safe, guys. And if you're feeling down, get outside, get out of Twitter, get out of social media, and take a big deep breath. We've got your back. We'll be fine. Take care. Bye for now.